Welcome to Advent Sermons and Conversations. This is the sermon half. Today's sermon was given by Pastor Danielle Miller on Sunday, December 2nd, 2018, the first Sunday of the Advent season. You can find the readings for this week in the podcast description. So, like Colin, we put up our Christmas tree, and I took out the nativity scene. Christmas music is already the background of our lives, and I have an irrational desire to drink hot chocolate all the time. And so that must mean it's December. And now here we are on the first Sunday of Advent, and I don't know about you, but there is nothing like a little bit of end times that really puts me in the Christmas mood, right? It's not Christmas, is it? No matter what everybody else is selling on the street, it's Advent. And as much as I love candy canes, and please note, I really love candy canes. For those of us who believe in Jesus, we are in for so much more. Now, my grandmother is very big on the end times. And so when I was growing up, she had this picture on her oven. And in this picture, Christ had come again, and people were being tractor beamed up to heaven, like Star Trek. So they'd look up and right up into heaven. And then if you look down, the ground was split open and there was fire and there were people falling into the chasm, in the chasm, right? And my grandmother looked at me and she said, remember, when it happens, don't look down. And I was terrified. Every time I heard a noise, I would go, a car would backfire. Imagine if I had lived in New York City at the time. I wouldn't have gotten anywhere. I would have just been walking into poles. It was terrifying. And I have to say, every time these types of scriptures come up, especially around Advent, for a long time I tried to ignore them. Again, you know, terror. Not something anyone is particularly a fan of. That is, until one day, as an adult, I heard and experienced the intent of this text as not terror, but truth. It was a subtle shift, likely occurring after years of repetition. Now I'm drawn to it, like a moth to a flame, like a sinner to redemption. It tells me what is and what will be, and it's Jesus. These are not words about some distant terror to be unleashed, on humanity. They're not some fear-mongering shove toward terrorized faith. No, they're about me and you and God, and they are true. And isn't it nice sometimes to hear the truth, even when it's hard? I mean, sometimes. A lot of the time, let's be honest, we don't actually particularly like to hear the truth, at least not on the surface. The truth initially can be hard to handle because it contradicts so readily the lies that we tell ourselves. But ultimately, the truth placed in the hands of God can only liberate us from the brokenness within ourselves and our world. This is a gospel that names truth. Because the world will end. It already has at different times and in a myriad of ways for each of us. An illness, a rift, the bottom of a bottle, a despair that takes root and cannot be contained, death. 
These are truths, realities that we run from, pain that we hide from. We distract ourselves in the hopes that we can avoid the brokenness of this world. We dive into drunkenness and dissipation and planning and plotting, all to gain a modicum of control or to lose it. And even saying this out loud makes me anxious. So it's no wonder that we take the very thing that tells the truth, the word of God, and try to control it. Making it about who is in and who is out, who is saved, who is not, who is tractor beamed, and who is unfortunately falling into the pit of despair. Who will be taken up and who will be left behind? All the while avoiding the fact that the line in the sand that we have drawn to separate us and them is a distraction in and of itself. Because as writer and historian Alexander Soltenskin, forgive me for that, writes, the line separating good and evil passes right through every human heart and through all human hearts. Because there is within all of us the possibility for impossible goodness and willful destruction. Saint and sinner, no us and them, just we, all this time, we try to fabricate distraction, pointing fingers when the redemption we seek is from ourselves. And the truth we need to hear, when the end we seek just might be our salvation. The world will end at different times for each of us in a myriad of ways. A marriage, a relationship, a new opportunity, healing, hope, life. Endings are not always painful. In fact, often they are more. More than our former life could imagine, more than we could understand or envision when we were enslaved to the brokenness, the distraction, the my myopic mindsets. Loss and life. A continual cycle of beginnings and endings, of here and not yet, of soon and very soon. That is the season of Advent. That is the promise of Jesus. It's that. In God, endings are, in fact, beginnings. Even death in the resurrection becomes a new beginning, a new journey. My desire to skip to the shiny parts of Christmas in order to bypass the more preparatory season of Advent is not an uncommon one. But if we do, we're selling ourselves short. Because what Jesus is offering is so much more. You know, it's easy to see Jesus in the story of the newborn babe, in the laughter of children, the prayers of the faithful, but Jesus' birth is only the beginning of something new. And that new thing is not all babies and tinsel. It can be harder to see Jesus in the obscurity of the shadows. It can be harder to see Jesus in the midst of evil in our world, in the midst of violence, poverty, struggle. It can be harder to see Jesus in the places of pain and suffering because those are the places we don't like to dwell in. And so we don't look. We keep our heads down, reflections bouncing back to us on our screens, forgetting to look up and look into the eyes of those around us. In those moments when God seems farthest away, when you are uncertain where your help comes from, it's in that moment that Jesus tells you to stand up and raise your head. Jesus was born for just these moments to shine his light in those shadowy corners of the human heart. Not for the well, but for the sick. Not for the places of sunlight, but to bring light to the night. 
When Mary sings her song of praise, which we'll hear in a couple weeks, it is not about a light and airy, toothless God, but a God who performs mighty deeds, who scatters the proud, brings down rollers, lifts up the humbled, feeds the hungry, and readjusts the scales of justice. A God who ends worlds and just as quickly begins something new. And so Jesus, Jesus is born into our deepest longings, our questions and fears and hopes and dreams and everything that is done and undone, finished and yet to begin, every ending and beginning and in between. This is the manger. This is what we prepare this Advent season. We prepare our deepest longings for Christ to enter and find purchase in the midst of the endings and the beginnings when the world feels too chaotic to function and you're not sure you've bet on the winning horse, Jesus tells us, stand up and raise your head. Your redemption is near. The answer you seek might not look like you expect. It might not come in your time. But do not be dismayed. Cry and mourn and grieve and rant and hope and pray and laugh and dance and sing and raise your head because it is not the end. Raise your head because your salvation is near. Raise your head because there is nothing, nothing that cannot be held by the greatness and intimacy of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. That is not a threat. That is a promise. A promise for every person who has ever had to let go of the hand of someone they love for the final time. A promise for every person who has been beaten down and told they will never rise again. A promise for every person who looks in the mirror and doesn't recognize the person looking back at them. A promise for every person. Raise your head. There is no ending this world can give that God cannot redeem. There is no matter too insignificant, no situation too small, no hurt too deep. Do not ignore this truth, beloved. The promises of God in Christ mean sinfulness and injustice and despair cannot and will not last. Everything that stands in opposition to the goodness of God has a limited shelf life. God will not let the bad things go on forever. Heaven and earth could pass away, but the word of God will remain. Jesus will remain. This, this is the promise and this is our story. This is our advent. So stand up and raise your head. Your redemption is at hand. Amen. In this season of here and not yet, we celebrate the birth of Jesus over 2,000 years ago, but we also prepare for the birth of Christ in our lives today and in our world today. As we prepare the manger of our hearts and lives for the birth of Jesus, you are invited to come forward. In a moment, I'll pull out baskets of hay. We'll bring the manger down. And you are invited to pray and reflect and to line the manger with your deepest yearnings, with your longings and your hopes, because this is the manger into which Christ is born.
Thank you for listening. You can find us online at adventnyc.org. Reach out to us anytime with your questions and comments by emailing us at podcast at adventnyc.org. Also, if you're ever in the area, we invite you to join us in person for worship at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 12.30 p.m. in Spanish every Sunday at 93rd and Broadway.